and God's salvation through us. The fourth day, God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the sun to govern the day and the moon to govern the night. He also made the stars and set them in the expanse of the sky. And God saw that it was good. On the fifth day, God said, let the waters be filled with living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth across the sky. So God created a great creature with the sun, and every winged bird according to its kind. And there was evening, and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kind, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make men in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Seventh day, God had finished the work he had made. So on the seventh day, he rested. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Yeah? Louisville won. Praise God. Good miracle right there. Kentucky, keep going. I love it. There we go. Everyone's already written me off. Awesome. Now, uh, thank you so much for being here. I know with the hour change, could have stayed in bed, and you know, it could have been a good excuse to, you know what, just chill at home this morning, but thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Uh, I, I want to explain something real quick. Today, we're going to be talking about starting over, and I just actually started over in my, my Bible reading plan, and uh, I, I've, I love doing it. It's just always a, a good, refreshing start to read my Bible, and it's always fun, and, and uh, I, the reason I showed that video is because I just started in the book of Genesis. Now, typically, when it comes to Genesis chapter 1, you know, the creation of the earth, day 1, day 2, day 3, all, all these things, I, to be honest, you know, I, I skim over it. I've read it so many times, it's kind of like, okay, this is great, this is awesome, let's move on to some epic battles and stories in the Old Testament and everything. But for whatever reason this time, I just decided that, you know, I, I just really wanted to read it, and I don't know why, but as I was reading it, I had this image painted in my mind as to how amazing it would have been to, to be there as God said, let there be light, right? How beautiful it would have been to, to witness God forming the earth and the, uni the universe and, and placing stars and moons and the sun. And, and as I was reading it, it just, it, just, it just wowed me. I couldn't believe just like how, how much I enjoyed reading it this time. And, and I actually took the time to really just kind of think about all that God put in as he went about this, as he created us as he created this, this universe that we live in. And after each day, in case you haven't read it, after each day, God talked about how good things were, how good it was that he created this body of land, how good it was that he planted and, and had animals roam the earth, how good it was 
as he was creating the moon and the stars. And then when he created us, and he created Adam, and he created Eve, the Bible tells us that he said it was very good. It wasn't just good, it was very good. And that just really touched me, and I just, I, I wanted to show this video. I, I, I don't have that kind of voice, so I couldn't read it to you guys, and it sounded awesome. But like, hopefully that did the job for you. But like, that kind of is, is somewhat a little bit as to what I was picturing as I was reading it. But what was so sad is that just a few chapters later, God regretted doing any of it. The first two chapters of Genesis, in fact, give us an idea as to what a perfect world looks like. The first two chapters. After that, man, unfortunately, turns his back on God and begins to sin. He begins to, you know what, go about his, his, own, his own way, make his own choices, ignores what God tells him to do. And he does this so much so, and, and continually, things just begin to get worse. And in chapter 6 of Genesis, just a few chapters later, it's so sad because it says this in verse 5, chapter 6, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was, was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, all the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I have ever made them. And that just really, that broke my heart. How many of us have ever regretted a decision that we made? Maybe it was a choice, right? A lot of hands went up, yeah. Mine's right there with you. And as I was reading this, I had a sense of comfort, though, in knowing that, you know what? God had to start over, too. God was the first ever to make the choice to start over. And you know what's so sad, though, about this whole thing is that, like, you know, again, after everything that God had put into creating us, after, after each day talking about how good things were and how, how when he created us, it was so good. It was very good. It says, so the Lord was sorry he had ever made them. He was sorry that he had ever made us. Have you ever been sorry over a decision that you made? Man, I'm, I'm sorry for how my marriage has turned out. I'm sorry about how much I, gosh, I, I've got myself in this kind of debt. I'm sorry to be in the position that I'm in. And it goes on to say, and I, you know, as I'm reading this, I don't think God's angry because it says that it broke his heart. It broke his heart to be at this point, to be at the point where he's realizing, I've got to start over. I've got to start over. So many of us, we walk around here with broken hearts. We, we walk into work with a broken heart, exhausted of doing this job that we have no joy in doing. Or you walk into work with a broken heart because you can't stand who you work for. You, you, you and your boss just don't get along. You walk into the home, into your house, and you're just brokenhearted over how your marriage has turned out. It started off like this. It started off so good. In fact, it was very good. But now it's breaking your heart. Maybe your kids have grown up, and you know when, you were, when, when they were little, you were their biggest hero, right? Like you were Superman, or you were Wonder Mom, and, you know, and, and, and now they're 16 or 17, and... They say hello, goodbye, they close the bedroom door, there's no conversation, and it's breaking your heart. 
God is right there with us, and he's experienced this. And, and we're not going to be hanging out in Genesis too much today, but I wanted to bring that up because I think it's important for us to know that God started over too. I think there's a lot of us who we feel ashamed that we have to start over. We feel ashamed that, you know what, our marriage has gotten here. We feel ashamed that we've allowed ourselves to get here with our money. We, we feel ashamed that, you know what, we've relapsed. We feel ashamed that, you know what, that, that we're having to start over. And we feel so ashamed that in the end, we make the decision to not start over. Oh, it's better just to stay here, or I don't deserve to start over. It'll just turn out the same way. Today, I want you to know, first and foremost, you can start over, and it doesn't matter what you've done or where you're at in life. God will meet you no matter where you're at, no matter, no matter how many times you say, oh, God, I won't do it anymore. I won't do it anymore. I promise, I promise, I promise. And you do it again. Guess what God's saying? Don't worry. We can start over. We can start over. And I want you to know that, and I think it's important for you to realize this because God is not, God is not about you just, you know what, just staying where you're at out of fear or doubt that, you know what, starting over will be useless or pointless. In fact, God is encouraging you, yes, start over. Start over with your marriage, not in like divorce, but when I say start over with your marriage, what I mean is, is like, you know what, let's take a time, let's stop where we're at. Let's start over. Let's start loving one, each, one another again. As Jason and Andrew were talking about over the past few weeks, let's start loving each other more. Let's start, you know what, going out on dates and surprising one another again. Let's start over. And I'm not just talking about marriage in any area that you're wanting to start over. God is cheering on you to start over. And today is the day that you can start this process. Well, Corey, I don't know. I mean, I started over already, and, you know, it, not much has changed. Today, I'm going to tell you how things can change. And I'm so excited about it, not because I think you're going to walk out of here and everything's going to be fixed, but you're going to walk out of here knowing the first step to this whole process. I remember one time, I, uh, I told this story a while back. I, my grandma, her brother, unfortunately, passed away a few years ago. And it was really sad because she was the only one left in her family, and, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that, and I just knew how sad she was, and I had never really met her brother, never met him before. But uh, when we got to the funeral home, we got there, and, and Meredith and I, we were just dating. Uh, we, I think we might have been engaged, I can't remember, but we, uh, we got there together, and I see my grandma, and I went up and gave her a hug, and she called me her sunshine, as she always does, you know, and she was just happy to see me, and I was happy to see her, but I could see that she was hurting. And uh, what happened was, is she said, Corey, I, I want to come I want you to come over here, and I, I want to introduce you to my brother. And the whole time this is going on, I'm just trying to think of something I can say to really encourage her, like really lift her up in this moment, just because I can see how upset she is. And, and you know, she's got her arm around mine, and I'm walking over here, and it's an open casket, and, you know, she's introducing me to this, this man I never met before. And I, I just had something inside of me I had to share, and I just said, Grandma, don't worry. You'll be with him soon. And she pulled away like, like never before. All of a sudden, I was not grandma's sunshine in that moment, right? I was a dark cloud on that gloomy day. And I just like threw the lightning down right there in that moment. You'll be with him soon? In that moment, I wanted to start over. <laughs> I wanted to start over. I was like, okay, let's rewind. Meredith, you get in the car. We'll drive home. We'll come back here. And then you know what? I'll, uh, I'll say something better. Nothing at all, actually. You know, 
Have you ever had that moment, like, that's the, that's the thing I want to talk about, you know, when starting over, have you ever had that moment where you look back and you're like, man, what was I thinking? Wow, right? What was I thinking? What was I thinking saying that to my grandma? I tell that to Meredith. She goes, what? Why? Like, <laughs> like you're a pastor. You, you've got scriptures lined up, and you say you're going to be with him soon? Man. You know, I just, I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, what, what was I thinking? That happens a lot when, when it comes to starting over. But it, usually the what was I thinking question pops up first, right? What was I thinking when I took this job? What was I thinking when I made that choice or that decision, what was I thinking? And here's the problem, though. We all ask that question, so please don't ever think that you're alone in asking that question. But here is the problem. We never take the time to answer it. We never take the time to really answer that question. What was I thinking? We ask that question to ourselves, and we're like, well, it's time to start over. But we start over, and then where do we end up at? Same place. Same place. It's because we do not answer the what was I thinking question. But let's be honest. Some of us, you know, we ask ourselves, what was I thinking? And we just don't even know. We don't have an answer. We're like, I don't know what I was thinking. I remember one time, Meredith and I, we uh, decided that we were going to redo the spare bedroom in our home. And uh, she had designed our whole, our whole house, right? She painted all the walls. or I, we, we both painted, but she picked out the color. And, you know, she picked out the decorations and how things were going to be laid out. And uh, this room, though, I was kind of like, you know what, Meredith, let, let me take this one on. First bad sign right there. <laughs> I say, Meredith, let me take this one on. You know, you're always picking the color, you're always doing this, let me, let me do this. You know, because I've been looking at Pinterest for a little bit, you know, and, and guys, don't act like you haven't either. I was looking at Pinterest. <laughs> I'm looking at Pinterest, and I'm like, you know, this, this looks awesome. I could do this. I could make rooms like, look like this. Come on. And so anyways, I, I said, babe, let, let me start off by picking the color, for example. Let me do that. So we go to Lowe's, and we get to Lowe's, and we're in the, the paint section. Now, guys, just a real quick tip. When you're in the paint section with your wife, just say, sounds like a good idea. I like that color. It sounds great. That's not what happened for us. Uh, we got in an argument, and she ended up going out to the car and said, Corey, you just pick it on your own. I was like, awesome, sweet. You know, this, is, this can't be that hard. And so I'm looking, and I thought, you know what looks like a good color? Coral. <laughs> Someone over here, ooh, <laughs> coral. I thought, that man, that looks awesome. And I had seen some pictures on Pinterest that kind of looked like that color, and I was like, you know what? We could do that. That would look great. That color would look good in that room because of where the sun uh, rises and where it sets. The light's always hitting that room, and it'll look nice and bright. And that, that would be a great color. So I pick out that color. I get all the paint supplies. We go home. Meredith's not saying a word. She's just like, you picked it. We'll, we'll do it. And so, so what happens is, is we, we do the whole thing. I hate painting, by the way. Like, I hate it. I don't know if any of you love it, but I can't stand it. You got to tape everything off. You got to go put a, a coat on it. You got to primer. Then you got to, after that, put like two or three coats on. It, it's just, I hate the whole process. Well, we're painting this color, and as I'm painting, I'm like, man, this is looking so good, right? Like, she is, she's loving what I picked. And we, we paint this whole room. We get it done. I decided, you know what, we'll go out on a date tonight that, because, you know, we got in a little, little argument there at Lowe's. So we went out on a date. We, uh, you know, had a fan going on in the room while we were gone. And we get home, and I opened the bedroom door to the, spare, to the spare bedroom, and it looked like a tomato exploded. Like, the, the whole room looked like almost like a, uh, an, an orange cone or something like that, like what, what we have out in the parking lot. It was 
bad. And she gave me the, what were you thinking look. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I thought I could do it, right? But we do that. We get ourselves in situations where we're like, what was I thinking? And sometimes we just don't have an answer. Sometimes we don't. But I think it's important, though, for us to, to find one. I think it's important for us to really think about that question. What was I thinking? What was I thinking when it came to making that decision or that choice? Here's the thing. If you think the way you used to think, you're going to do the things that you used to do. And I want to talk about that today because that's so important. We've got to change the way we think. We've got to change the way we process things in our mind. And I want to talk about that because, again, I believe that so many of us, we ask ourselves, what was, what was I thinking? And we don't take the time. And it's so important for us to change this because here's the thing. If you were to change the way you think about situations, I'm telling you right now, your marriage would be different. Your job would be different. The way you look at your boss would be different. The, you know what? Maybe the way you think about, you know what, whether or not you should go back to school or not, the outcome might be different. All these things, if we take the time to really think about it, if we take the time to think about the choices that we're making, it's important for us to really figure out the answer to them. It's important for us to understand, okay, what is it that I'm doing here? And here's the thing, I want to talk about this today because it's so important when it comes to starting over because when you start over, unless you want it to be a waste of time, you've got to answer this question. And there's a man in the Bible who actually did this, and we're going to be reading out of Romans chapter 12 today, and they'll have it on the screen for you, but we're going to be reading out of that today, and, and it's written by the Apostle Paul, and Paul was once known as Saul, and Saul, okay, uh, it's kind of like an Anakin to Darth Vader type of deal, he, uh, he would persecute Christians. He would torture them, he would kill them. I mean, it, it was rough, but Saul wanted to start over. Saul needed to start over. Because he was on a path that was not leading to anything good for him. When you turn your back on God, if, if, you're, if you're punishing God's people, you better believe that something bad's going to happen to you later on. And, and Saul, Saul saw this coming. He did not want this to ha happen. He knew that if he was going to make a change, he was going to have to, to do something different. And today what we're going to be reading about is how exactly he, he made this change. And I'm excited because here's the thing. None of you guys are Saul. No matter how bad you might think you, you are, or how bad you think your marriage is, or how bad you think, you know, what, what, whatever position you're at in life, it's not nearly as bad as what or where he was at. And I want us to know this because I think a lot of times what prevents us from even thinking about starting over is thinking that, you know what, we're not good enough. It's thinking that, it's, you know what, we don't deserve to start over. You know what, I've made too many poor decisions. I, it's too late for me. I don't even need to start over. I've started over five times and I've messed up six times. Like, it's just, you know, that's, the, that's the, pro the problem. And we've got this mentality of, you know what, it's, it's too late for me. But today, I want you to know it's not. Wherever you're at in life, wherever you're at in your marriage, wherever you're at with your job, wherever you're at, you know what, with your addiction problem, wherever you're at with your kids, whatever you're at with the relationships in your life, you can start over. You can start over where you're at. Well, Corey, I'm this age. It's too late. If I start over here, it's this. No, you can start over. But here's the thing, we've got to stop and think about it. We've got to stop and, and think, okay, what, what am I going to do differently this time? And so Paul right here, he goes and explains to us, okay, this is what we need to do. In Romans chapter 12, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship. What he's saying here is, listen, 
Old Testament way, we used to cut animals in half, and then we would sacrifice those to God. Today, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to be the living sacrifice, which, what does that mean? That means that you need to submit yourself to God. That means, you know what, before I start over, before I start over in any area of my life, I'm going to first submit myself to God, because, and here's the thing, it's so important, because if we don't do this, if we do not do this, then it's all for nothing. We've got to submit ourselves to God because when we do that, what we're saying is, God, listen, I'm, I'm submitting myself to you. I want to start over, and so I'm giving myself to you. I'm sacrificing myself to you. I'm saying, listen, take all of me. Take hold of my life and do something with it. Make a change. And what you're saying is, you're not saying, oh, I don't care what happens. I don't care what turns out. I don't care what happens with our money or my job or my marriage. What you're saying is, is whatever does happen, God, I'm sure you with it. You're saying, God, listen, I don't know what's going to turn out because this, what you're wanting to do, how I'm going to start over, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty dramatic. I don't know what's going to happen. You're saying, God, I'm submitting myself to you. I'm submitting to whatever it is you have planned. I'm saying, you know what, whatever does happen, I'm trusting you with it. I'm trusting you with it. I'm trusting you with this decision. It's not easy for me, but I'm trusting you with it. And that's what, that's what Paul is saying we've got to do. We've got to become a sacrifice. We've got to submit ourselves to God. We've got to submit ourselves to him, and we've got to say, listen, I don't care what's going to happen because, listen, where I'm at right now, whatever happens, it's, it's going to be better. It's got to be better than this. It's going to be better than this, and we have to believe this. So how do we do it, though? Awesome part is Paul goes on to explain this. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, what he is saying is here, again, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't let your marriage turn into what everyone else's marriage is like. Don't let your job, don't, don't let yourself hate your job just like everyone else does. Don't be like, every, don't let your kids, the relationship you have with your kids be like everyone else's just because they say, oh, it's at that stage and this is how things are. Don't let that be you. What happens is, this is who we become. We, we just become a cookie cutter. We just become another shape out there. This is not unique. This is it's a gingerbread man. That's it. And I can, I can make cookies, and you know what? They'll all look the same. And that's the thing. So many of us, we don't even realize it. We're choosing this. We're choosing to say, you know what? Right now, I'm okay being like everyone else. I'm okay hating my boss like everyone else. I'm okay with my marriage. It's it's just like everyone else's. I'm okay with, you know what, where I'm at financially. Everyone else is here. I'm okay with how my relationship with my kids are because, you know what, I've talked to my friends and the relationship with their kids is the same exact thing. I'm okay with this. But God is saying, don't, don't be this. Paul is saying, don't be this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. In other words, God is saying, listen, I want you to be this. I want you to be something awesome. I want you to be something different. God is saying, listen, I want to transform you. I want to make you something great. Do you want to be this? Or do you want to be Optimus Prime? You wouldn't believe it, but I guarantee you can think of a, of a time in your life, and maybe it's right now, where we've chosen this over this. Well, it's easier this way. It's safer this way. I know how things are going to turn out this way. You know what? There's no risk involved in this way. 
I don't have to give up everything to God because, you know what, I can still have a little bit of control this way. But when we say, God, I want you to transform me, you're saying, God, I want to be different. God, I want to be complicated. God, I want to be unique. I want to be made in your image. I don't want to be made in anyone else's image. I want to be different. I want to have a different outcome. I want to have a different story. I don't want my story to end up the same way it did last time. And when you choose this, the amazing part is, is that God pulls through. He comes through. He says, all right, I'm going to make you into that. I'm going to make you into something so great, so wonderful, that the thing is, is you won't ever want to go back to this. When you go back to this, you'll know it, and you'll feel it, and it'll feel so plain, and it'll feel so boring. It'll feel like so dull. And some of us are there with our life. You know, we remember how, how awesome our marriages were at the beginning. We remember how good it was, right? How it was very good. We remember how good our career, how excited we were on day one of that job or that career path, right? But now things are just dull, and we need God to transform our lives. We need God to transform who we are. We need God to transform our marriage into something new. This is what we, this is what we need, but here's the thing. Again, so many of us are hanging out like this. We've allowed ourselves to become this. Just something boring. Simple and boring. God does not want your life to be that way. He says, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. We've got to change the way we think. It's March, right? How's everyone's New Year's resolution going? How's everyone's New Year's resolution, right? <laughs> January 1st, I weighed 218. Today, 217, baby. <laughs> right? It's progress. <laughs> 217, a whole pound down. <laughs> Took me two months. I got there. <laughs> they said I couldn't do it, but I did it. <laughs> It's so, it's so crazy, but here's the thing, as I look back and as I've been working on this sermon, I realize, you know what, I want to lose weight, I want to, you know, get in shape, I want to go to the gym, I want to eat healthy, I want to eat right, but here's the thing, I'm not thinking that way, I'm just trying to do things that way, and there's a difference, right? You can do all the things that Jason and Andrew were talking about over the past few weeks with your marriage, but none of that matters unless you change the way you think about your marriage, right? It starts there. I can say, you know what, I'm not going to eat this or I'm not going to eat that, but the truth is, is that the way I think, man, milk and cookies, ding, bring it over here, right? Like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the other day I went to watch the Kentucky game at B-Dubs and I'm stuffed. I, I had, you know, 12 wings and a basket of fries and I'm leaving. I'm like, man, orange leaves look so good right now. Like, you know, I mean, it's like, what's wrong with me, right? How many of us are there though? We're like, man, I, I want things to be this way, but I just can't, I can't help it, Right? A person doesn't stop doing drugs until they learn to think like, man, wow, I hate drugs. I hate them. You know what? I, I, I got to change the way I think about my marriage because here's the thing. Even though we said divorce is off the table, it looks like things are heading that way. I've got to change the way I think about this. And sometimes we need to change the way we think so dramatically because here's the thing. We're at a point in our life where, you know what? We need dramatic change. We need to be transformed dramatically into something awesome, something different. Yeah, something that's a little complicated, something that's crazy and unimaginable. But you know what? When we allow God to do this, it's amazing. It's so amazing how beautiful things can change, how beautiful God can change your life, and how beautiful your marriage can become, how beautiful the relationship with your kids can be, and all these other areas of your life. 
You know, if you, if you do Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey, the first thing he talks about is what? You've got to start using cash. Because you're going to start, you know what, if you start using cash, you're going to feel that money, and you're going to think about that money being spent. Other than just swiping that card, you're going to think about it, and you're going to feel it, and you're going to understand it, and you're going to comprehend it a little bit more. And God is saying, listen, if you, if you want to be transformed, let me change the way you think. Let me change the way you think. And what happens next, check this out. If we do this, it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. You will know God's will for you. You will know what it is he wants for you. You will know the dreams that he has for you. And it will be so, it'll be perfect. Not just good, but pleasing and perfect. How amazing is that, right? God created the universe, and he just talks about how good it is. But for you, he's saying, listen, if you let me work in your life, it's going to be perfect. Gosh, not just good or very good, but perfect. And that just excites me because so many of us, we just need to start over in areas of our lives. And, and we, keep, we keep getting back to the same issue that we're faced with today, and, and we don't know why. And it all goes back to us needing to allow God to transform the way we think. There's three, things that I, three, three ways of thinking I think we need to change. The first type of thinking is negative thinking. Corey, you don't understand that I've been on drugs this long and there is no hope for me. Wrong. I'm telling you, there are people in the church who have different stories who would tell you, listen, I changed the way I think. I changed the way I do things. And now my story is far different than what I could have ever imagined or dreamed. There's people telling you, listen, listen, I, you know what? I would love to change my career. I would love to have a different job, but it's, it's too late. You know what? I, I could never make this much money and, and things will just get worse. No, listen, I'm telling you, if you allow God to instill confidence into your mind, if you allow him to wipe out that fear and that doubt in your mind, then just imagine what, what you would look like walking into work the next day, right? It's negative thinking that I think a lot of us, a lot of us allow us to hold it back. Some of you have it right now, you're like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Corey, you're talking about transforming, and that's, that's cute and all, and the whole cookie thing, that's cute, and yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you're right, it's not going to work if you keep thinking like that. The other type of thinking is fearful thinking. Oh, man, if, if I want to start with my marriage, that means i got to confess some things to my wife, and I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm afraid if I do, it'll just make things worse. God is telling you, no, listen. Be honest. Confess some things. Admit, you know, own up to some things. And if you do this, if you do this, I will transform your marriage into something that you could never, you'll think, right now you're thinking that six months from now you're going to have to get a divorce, but what you don't know is that five years from now you're going to be on your, you know what, special honeymoon or something like that, you know, or whatever, and you're going to go on a cruise and you have no idea how awesome it's going to be and, and what God wants to do with you guys and what stories you'll be sharing with other people in small groups. You have no idea. The other type of thinking, and you might laugh, but it's stupid thinking, right? Stupid thinking. You have this much money in the banking. You just keep spending, right? That's just stupid. And I've been there. I'm saying stupid thinking. It's because I've been there. I've done it, right? God does not want us to think negative. He doesn't want us to have fearful thinking or stupid thinking. He wants us to have a different mindset, and he wants to transform our minds because when we do this, our lives begin to transform. God works on us not from the outside in, but from the inside out. It starts here. It starts here. And until you realize that, You'll never get anywhere. 
you can post pictures on Instagram and talk about how awesome things are and, and put a cool filter on it, but that's what your life will be like. It'll just be a filter. It'll just be, you know what, some, some effects added on, but that's not, it. that's not what it is, and you're going to know it, and you're going to be miserable. But if you do this, if you allow God to transform your mind, if you get rid of that negative and that fearful and that stupid way of thinking, just imagine where you could be. And here's the thing. I want you to know, here's the disclaimer. It's not going to happen like that. It will not. How many of us, as a kid, had one of these big boys, right, this big transformer? I had them when I was a kid, and to be honest, like, they always broke. And not because they were, like, cheap or anything, but because I wanted to transform it instantly. I wanted to put a button, and it transformed just as quickly as it does in the movies. But it doesn't. You know, it, it takes time to work on these big things. And, and here's the thing. This is not your marriage. Your marriage is bigger than this. This is not your debt. Your debt is bigger than this. This is not the situation you're facing. It's bigger than this. And it's going to take time. But let it start today with the way you think about it. Let it start today. Allow God to start transforming you today. You're not going to come in here. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't want to underestimate God. But I'm not saying you're going to come in here next week and everyone's going to be like, oh, problem solved. You know, let's just worship and then we don't need to hear Jason preach. You don't need to hear that. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. It's going to take time. It's going to take some work. But if you be patient with it, if you, if you stick with it, gosh, I cannot... I cannot imagine. And here's the, here's the truth. Neither can you. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. I thank you so much for allowing me to speak today. And, and Father, I pray that I spoke the word that you wanted me to speak. And, and Father, I pray that today, I pray that today someone's way of thinking might have changed. Maybe we'd say, Corey, wow, like, I, I need to start over. I, our marriage, we need, to, we need to talk about some things. We need to work some things out. You know what? Financially, I need to, I need to start over. I need, to, I need to make some changes. I need to start over in all these areas of my life. Here's the one thing I know, guys. Changing the way I think is the first step to changing the way I live, and I want you to know that. If you would say, Corey, that's me. I need to change the way I live, and I want to start today. I want, I want to start over today. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I, I'm not going to make you do anything. I'm not going to make you stand up. I just want you to raise your hand. I'm just going to pray about whatever situation. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? I see you. Anybody else? Come on. Don't let that negative thinking, oh, I don't want to raise my hand, or that fearful thing, oh, I'm scared to raise my hand. I see you. Don't let that doubt creep into your mind. I see you. I see you. God, right now, I pray for every single one of these people. I don't know what issue they're facing, but Father God, I pray that they know that no matter what it is, it's not too big for you to come in and start over in their life. And God, I pray that today be the day that the way they think, I pray that you just transform that, God, that you change that forever. Maybe you would say, Corey, I, I don't even know what it feels like to know Jesus. I don't even know what it means to know Jesus, but I know I need him in my life. And I need to start my life over, and I want to start it over with him. I've never accepted Jesus into my life, but today I want it to be different. Today I want it to be the start to something new. And I want to invite Jesus into my life here and now. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. If that's you, I'm not going to make you do anything uncomfortable. I'm not going to make you stand up or anything like that. Don't let fear or doubt hold you back. If you want to accept Jesus into your life, please just raise your hand. Just make eye contact with me. I see you. 
Thank you so much. God, right now, I pray that for every single one of these people, Father God, God, I pray that you meet them where they're at. And when you do, God, I just pray that they feel the, your, your hand on their heart, God. That I pray that they, they feel your arms wrapped around them, taking control, comforting them, letting them know, listen, it's going to be all right. I know right now it's scary. I know right now it's hurting. But right now, things will start to be better. God, I pray that we know that as we walk out of here. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you guys so much. Please go ahead and stand on up. The, the worship team's going to lead us in, in one more song. And I want to say thank you so much for being here. All right, let's worship God with everything we have. Let's make today the day that we start changing the way we think, the way we do things. All right, come on, let's do it. Mm-hmm.